today, like most days for the last six months, I had nestled into the greatly overstuffed chair in Cora's modest apartment, modest but lovely apartment. There was the lingering aroma of cigarettes. She didn't smoke in my presence, but she smoked enough where you could tell that she tried to cover it with all sorts of room deodorizers. Did a pretty good job, but the thing about smoking is it is invasive and can't really cover it up too much, but I didn't mind because Every day that I spent with Cora in the afternoon, I I always arrived around 3 to 4 o'clock because I knew it was that in-between time in her day. She had finished her lunch, her soap operas, but it was before dinner. I hadn't really known Cora that long. It was one of those strange friendships you strike up in the laundry room at an apartment complex. Being older than me, I, I yielded to her knowledge when she would mm, shake her very long, elegant, and perfectly polished finger at me and say, no colors, no colors with the whites. Of course, I knew that, but she felt... She needed to say it to me because I was younger, I guess. And that's how it all started, in the laundry room. And and one thing led to another, but it was always her invitation, not mine. She led the charge. She invited me to her apartment. I had tried to invite her to dinner, to coffee, but to no avail. She wasn't interested. She didn't really socialize much in the complex, so I felt honored to be one of the ones invited in. She made wonderful coffee. You could smell it when you entered the apartment. Anytime I was there, there was always coffee, and it, and it was in the afternoon. I wasn't really sure how much coffee she really drank, but... She always had it ready, and it was fresh, never stale. Cora had already shared so many stories with me about her life and her her family. Her family was uh, to hear her tell it. They were all gone, and it was it was just her and maybe some very, very distant relatives that she didn't really care to talk about, but it was just her. And what a fascinating life she had had. A lot of wonderful things and a lot of heartbreak. A very sad story that she told me was how she lost her teenage son. Well, he was almost a teen, was right on the cusp of his 13th birthday when he had died in a horrible swimming pool accident. It was very hard for her to talk about, and, and she talked about how she really almost lost her mind from grief, losing 
her son. Her son who lit up her world, who lit up her life. She explained to me in great detail how several months after his death, she realized that she was at the cemetery where he had been buried, digging in the ground, crying and calling his name. She wasn't even aware, she said, of how she got there, how she arrived at the cemetery. But there she was. And it was at that moment she knew that she had choices to make to save herself or seek professional help. So she decided that she would pull herself up on her own, and that's what she did. She had other children to consider. Her philandering husband that she had divorced many years before was certainly no help to her in her grieving process. The story of her not-so-real divorce, I will tell you later. Cora doesn't really talk in sequence, so nor can I in telling her story. Um, She hops around from decade to decade, and I like it that way. I definitely like it that way. But the story of her son. His name was Guy. And that was heartbreaking for me to hear. But I, And I had no words of comfort for her. I just listened. His name was Guy Christopher. And she never really got over his death. She told me one day, many, 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 many years after his death. She went to a little storage building that had things of his, and she thought that she would be able to look at it for the first time in all those years. And when she opened the first box, the first thing she saw was the last Mother's Day card he had given her just a few months before his tragic death. She said she closed the box and put it away, and she knew that she would never be able to look, even though she very much wanted to. She knew her memories were inside her. They were inside her heart and locked inside her head. And there would be no purpose to looking through these these very, very old articles of his that she had kept. What do you say to a mother that tells you a story like that? There was nothing for me to say as I watched her hands, her elegant hands with her long fingers twisting and turning a tissue the entire time. But holding my gaze steady, I knew this was a woman of strength, an inner strength. She was a quiet woman. 
She was a, a bit imposing, really, but yet a gentle force dwelled within her, you could tell. But even so, you could see the pain. You could see the strength that it took for her to overcome her pain of her tragic loss. Putting one foot in front of the other and getting on with her life. Her stories are compelling and I look forward to sharing many of them with you. Because you need to know the story of Korah.